This episode of Dean Bakari's Meaningful Show is brought to you by Flashbooks, where you can get best-selling business and self-improvement book summaries that you can read or listen to in under 20 minutes. To learn more and get started for just a buck today, visit www.getflashnotes.com. Welcome to the Meaningful Show podcast, where every single week we work to bring you an inspiring insight, idea, or interview to help you live better, work better, and be better both in life and in business. Brought to you by MeaningfulHQ.com, we've got one very simple goal here on this show, and that is to help you do more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Dean Bakari, and if you're ready, then I'm ready. So let's get into it. So between mid-March and mid-May 2020, the percentage of U.S. employees working from home more than doubled from 31% to 65%. Now, that's over 100 million more people working from home. And guess what? People prefer it. According to a recent survey from Gallup, more than half of at-home workers say they would prefer to continue working remotely as much as possible once restrictions on businesses and school closures are lifted. And according to the same survey, the majority of leaders and managers, 52%, say they are going to allow their employees to work remotely more often as a result of this experience. Now, having said that, it looks like remote work is here to stay. It's going to become the next normal. Working from home, more and more people are going to be doing it, even as we move past this pandemic. So having said that, here are some quick tips to help you stay focused and productive as you continue to work from home. If you're an employee or an entrepreneur, you'll be able to use these tips to boost your focus and productivity. If you're a leader or a manager of teams, you can use these tips both for yourself as well as to help your team stay productive and focused while working from home. So let's dive into it. Tip number one. Maintain a designated workspace. Your environment, it's either going to trigger or hinder your productivity, which is why it's crucial to have a designated workspace for working from home. You want to find a separate room, a corner, a nook, even a wall, anywhere in your house, and you want to claim it as your designated workspace. Clear the clutter, stock your desk, make it your space to work. Doing this helps communicate to your brain that this is the spot for you to focus on working without distraction. It tells your brain that you're in the place where you get things done, where you work productively. And this is huge and often overlooked. People don't realize, you know, when we go to the office, you're, you're primed, you're conditioned. You drive, you get dressed, you wake up in the morning, get dressed, get ready, go to work, drive to work, and then you get into the office and then your brain's conditioned to kind of say, okay, I got to buckle down now. I got to stop screwing around. I got to get to work. I got to get, get down to business here. And you can make the same thing happen for yourself and allow focus to happen, productivity to happen while you work remotely by designating a space for yourself if you haven't done that. So if you haven't done that already, get on it. Maintain a designated workspace. This is step one for working remotely. Tip number two, don't be a slob. Look, just because you're working from home doesn't mean you should go to your desk in a bathrobe. Take a shower, get dressed, put some gel on your hair. (laughs) This is about how it makes you feel. 
whatever it is that you wear. I mean, when you, when you look good, you feel good. At least that's how it is for me. And it's about creating the proper mental triggers for yourself to get yourself into work mode and to keep you productive while you're working from home. So put on some fresh clothes. You don't have to get all dolled up and dressed up. If you're a man, you don't need to put a suit on, but whatever it is for you. If, if putting on a suit means it's going to help you be more productive, then do it. But the idea is be sharp so that you can feel sharp. Get your mind in the mode to work. And the way that you dress is inherently intertwined with work. Because oftentimes when people are not working from home, when you got to go somewhere, you got to be presentable enough to walk into that place. And so again, over years of doing it over and over and over again, your brain says, okay, I got these clothes on. I'm looking fresh. I'm looking sharp. That also means that it's time for me to get down to business and focus, be productive, get some stuff done. So whether you're at home or not, I mean, don't, don't walk in there with your underwear on and just start working, (laughs) you know, put some, put some clothes on, you know, freshen yourself up and dress, dress as sharp as you can such that you can get productive while you're working. So this, in my view, it's about, I mean, this is about self-dignity, you know, the most important thing is not that you put on a suit and you get all dressed up. It's that you put something on that's comfortable and makes you feel good while you are working. So that's tip number two. Tip number three is go out for a walk. Go out for a walk. This is very underrated in terms of productivity, whether you're working at home or not. Go out for a walk, take breaks, and go outside. Don't go on a treadmill. Don't walk somewhere inside your house. Literally go outside for a walk. Why? Sunlight. It ensures that you get some sun on a daily basis, which provides you with vitamin D, which has numerous benefits, including elevated mood and a heightened sense of well-being. It boosts your immune system. Studies have also proven that and pointed out that walking outside can boost your creativity. And I can attest to that one firsthand. That's why I go walking every single day. It's a very meditative ritual that I have for myself. It's the reason I take a notebook with me on my walks and leave my phone at home so that I can write down my ideas, not be distracted by the buzz and being in flash that so much of our days are inundated with. I can just have some peace, go on a nice slow walk and enjoy nature for a bit, get some sunlight, get some vitamin D in my system and see if I can get some new ideas while I'm at it. The bottom line is, if you feel good, you're going to be more productive. And walking outside is a huge part of that. I like to start my own day with a morning walk. It sets the tone. It gives me time to think about my outcomes for the day. I visualize and envision what I'd like my day to look like. And it's very powerful. I can't start my day without it. So next time you need a break, Ideally, even before that, before you start your workday, just step out for a quick, quick 10, 15 minutes. Stepping outside early in the morning before everybody else is up, man, that's like taking a shot of espresso. It'll boost your, boost your focus. It'll make you more alert. It'll give you a sense of peace at the same time. So if you can do that, do it. If not, next time you need a break, step outside for a bit. Go for a quick walk, do some stretching under the sun. You'll feel invigorated. 
and you'll feel focused when you get back to your desk. Tip number four, don't just manage your time, manage your energy also. When you work on the most important thing on your agenda, when you have the least amount of energy, your your results are going to suffer, plain and simple, straight up. But it's what most people do. They piss away their most productive hours by scrolling social media, ordering crap on Amazon, checking email, doing stuff that could be reserved and batched together to do later. That's low-level stuff. It doesn't require much activity on from your brain's part. There's no creativity required for you to just, uh, just scroll through your phone. There's no brain power really required for you to order some crap on Amazon, check your email, and respond to other people's needs. But a lot of people waste away this, this, this peak productivity time. You want to stop doing that if you do. Identify your peak performance period. Your period of peak performance, which is that three to five hour window during which you have the highest amount of energy, the highest amount of willpower, motivation, and mental clarity. This is the time of day when you should be working on your most important stuff. For me, my peak performance period is in the morning time between 7 a.m. and 12 p.m. Yours might differ, but it's important to figure it out because it'll have a major impact on your success, regardless of what you do. So if you want to check out more on this, by the way, look for episode number 268, where I dedicated the entire episode to this idea of finding your own peak performance period. And by the way, quick side tip, most people are most productive and most alert two hours after waking up. Moving on to the next tip. Tip number five, exercise. Speaking of managing your energy, look, there's no better way to boost your energy than exercise. If you're an adult, exercise is not optional. It's a must. It'll reduce your stress. It'll increase your energy. It'll give you a sense of well-being. Not to mention you'll live longer. Exercise, exercise, exercise at least five days a week. Okay, tip number six. We're moving fast and furious, baby. Tip number six, maintain motivation with a master list. If you keep your list in your head, you're dead. Start a master list to hold all your goals, your projects, your ideas. Keeping a list like this is like having a second brain. I always tell people that, especially when I'm doing trainings, when I do speaking events and training workshops for organizations, you know, one of the big productivity tips that we implement is the idea of organizing everything first with a master list. You got to have that. You need a place, a bucket to hold all of the things that you plan to do and accomplish. It's very, very simple, very basic, but very powerful. And it can skyrocket your productivity. As you're writing out your list, by the way, think about all your goals, your bigger long-term goals, such as a project that you might be working on or a set of projects, as well as your shorter, smaller goals, your short-term goals, like executing tasks that will bring your project closer to completion. So create and maintain a master list of your current goals, projects, your tasks, and doing that is going to put you and your mind at ease and keep you organized. 
not doing it, well, that's going to leave you feeling distracted, demotivated, and constantly feeling like, oh man, is there more to do? There's more to do. I know there's more to do. I just can't think of it. Well, if you put it down on a list, if you write it down, then you won't have to worry about that because you've got a trusted system in place to carry those goals, to carry those tasks, to hold those projects. Keep that in mind. Create a master list. Do this today if it's not something that you already have in place. Okay. Tip number seven. Let's dive in. By the way, back to that list really quick. Another thing that many people forget is that if you're feeling anxious, anxiety, stressed out about everything that you need to do, this exercise of just writing it all down will put you at ease. Because the, one of the biggest reasons I found for why people are stressed out about their work is that they're just trying to carry too many open loops in their head. Making a master list of all of your goals, projects, tasks, it's going to put that to ease. It's going to alleviate the stress. Keep that in mind. Number seven. So each day, write down one to three of your most important tasks and just focus on that. You refer to your master list to make your daily list. And then you get to work, starting with your highest priority task, which is often the one that you least want to do. And you just simply write these down each night before bed or each morning prior to work. And it'll keep your focus tight and simple because you've only got one to three big things that you need to move the ball on, on that list and everything else. You also feel at ease because you have everything else written down in a trusted system with a master list as per the previous tip. And then you just get to work. It's going to motivate you. It's going to give you a sense of control. Keep that list with you. Keep it in plain view. Check your tasks off as you complete them. This will keep you inspired, motivated, give you that sense of control and accomplishment over your day. And we all need that. If you want to add some structure, by the way, to your list, use my 125 list making method to prioritize your daily list in the following way. You've got one big thing, two medium things, five little things. Boom. That's it. Having a list is like having a second brain, like I said before, and the structure that comes from knowing what needs to get done and how important each of those things are will provide you with focus. Tip number eight, make your list actionable and time-bound. So when you're writing out your list of things to do, make them actionable by adding verbs. So for instance, instead of writing down Nora's birthday list, or grocery, or cat food, or project, presentation, Joe from accounting. Instead of writing just those things down, you want to make them actionable by writing something like, select and order Nora's birthday gift on Amazon. Instead of writing report on your list, write complete page one of report. So in addition to that, if you want to really power this up, include how long you expect to spend on the task off to the side in parentheses or with the dash. Just write it into the task itself if you want to. So you could do a couple different things here. You could write complete page one of report dash 30 minutes. Or 
you could write, spend 30 minutes writing page one of report. So this is clear, clean, actionable. You don't have to think about anything because you just have it down already. Boom, that's it. As we go throughout our day, we oftentimes, we're oftentimes so inundated with stuff. We're thinking about things. We've got a lot on our mind and just doing this one simple thing, making a tiny little adjustment in our list of things to do in our schedules can make a huge difference because in the moment, having that second brain really comes in handy. Knowing exactly what you need to do by just glancing at your list, it's huge. It's huge. Try it out and you will find out for yourself. Tip number nine, use time blocking to schedule every minute of every day. Use time blocking to schedule every minute of every day. No empty spaces in the calendar. If that means that you've got, you know, 30 minutes of screw off time, then put that in your calendar. But don't keep your calendar blank. Have something to do. Even if that means you write in do nothing time. You understand what I'm saying? Very important time blocking. If you don't control your time, your time is going to control you. That's why time blocking is the single most effective productivity tool in any arsenal anywhere. And there's a million different ways to do it. You can write it down. You can put it in your digital calendar. You can do both, whatever, but do it. Time blocking is the productivity practice, basically, of plugging everything that you need to get done on a given day into a time slot in your calendar. So when you're working from home, it might be even more important, by the way, to use time blocking to schedule your day because you're the only one holding yourself accountable. There's nobody else telling you what to do. You're in charge of your own schedule, and you don't need to worry about anybody else asking you about it. But that also, that's a double-edged sword because it also means that you're in charge of your schedule. And in this case, it can be easy to, to, to procrastinate, to turn on the TV, to scroll social media, to just do anything but work. Having a time-blocked schedule with your key priorities plugged into it can help you hold yourself accountable. So here's how it works. You divide your day into blocks of time. Each time block is dedicated to accomplishing a specific task or a group of related tasks, like those you might find under a big project, for instance, with lots of action items. Now, the purpose of doing this, of time blocking, is to keep you focused on working on the specific tasks that you've blocked away time to work on and only those tasks. And then, by the way, this isn't about being stringent and, you know, so, so, so disciplined and, you know, not flexible. There's, you can have a degree of flexibility in it. It's just about thoughtfully moving throughout your day, knowing where your time is going. Like I said, if you don't control your time, your time's going to control you or somebody else's time will be imposed upon you and you'll be doing somebody else's, somebody else's work. So, you know, control your own time. Have control over your schedule by time blocking it. At the beginning of each day, look at your calendar. Plug in the things that you need to do. And if for some reason things don't go as planned, which happens all the time, 
Don't be shy about scratching out uh, the previous time blocks and writing in new ones. You can do that. This is just about thoughtfully approaching your day. And if you try this out, I can promise you, if you try this out for a couple of weeks, I mean, you'll probably start seeing results within the first week. You'll be like, damn, this is crazy. This really works. Just writing out what I want to do or just having it in my schedule and just looking at it throughout the day, planning it ahead of time and plugging in the things I need to get done in my schedule. I mean, it's, it's an incredible tool and it's a very simple and straightforward one. Time block your stuff. Figure out what you got to do. Plug it in your calendar. Bada bing, bada boom. Tip number 10, set regular working hours. There's this old writer named Gustave Flaubert who once wrote to be regular and orderly in your life so that you may be violent and original in your work. Be regular and orderly in your life so that you may be violent and original in your work. It's one of my favorite quotes because it emphasizes the importance of structure and constraints and how implementing them can skyrocket your productivity and make you more creative than you've ever been. Do yourself a favor. Set regular working hours for yourself and stick with those hours as much as possible. You want to be able to train yourself to develop the habit of being productive while working from home or otherwise. Setting regular hours is going to help you do that. Also, your family will eventually begin to understand that you're serious about keeping a structured schedule even while you're working from home. And they'll eventually learn to respect your schedule enough not to disturb you during those hours. Also, if you're a manager, a leader, if you've got a team of people, well, they're also going to appreciate the fact that they know when you're in the office remotely and when you're not. So keep regular working hours. Let folks know when you'll be in for work, when you won't be. It helps a great deal. Hey, it's Dean. I appreciate you tuning in to this first part. We actually had to split this into three different parts. So you just heard the first 10 tips, productivity tips for working from home. Tune back into the next episode where we're going to break down the next set of tips. And then to the third episode after that, part three, we're going to break down the final tips on working from home productively. And in that final episode, we're going to dive into how to deal with distractions while you're working from home, because that can be a huge killer on your ability to focus and remain productive. So tune in for that. Two more episodes in this three-part series for working from home. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And I will see you on the next episode.